When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Right, the Super Smash record-making win streak of the Wellington Blaze was broken by the Auckland Hearts at the weekend, but that impressive run has placed them in the box seat for this year's championship, and later today they will find out who they will be facing. And joining us uh, now to talk more about the, that match coming up and the, the squad that he's been able to put together as a very experienced uh, Wellington cricketer and uh, coach of the Wellington Blaze, Lance Dry. Lance, uh, thanks for your time this morning. Morning, Ian. Thanks for that. Hey, uh, Lance, uh, hell of a history you've had uh, in Wellington cricket. So what led you to uh, the role of coaching this uh, amazing squad that you've put together, the Wellington Blaze? Uh, Well, it was probably more fortune than good management on my behalf. I decided, I don't know, four and a half years ago that I'd had enough of working in an office so threw my hat in the ring for the Wellington Firebirds assistant coach role, which I did for two years. And then on the back of that, the, the Blaze head coach role came up. So I gave it a crack, got given the chance, and, and it's, um, it's been a fantastic opportunity and experience so far. Well, you've had a hell of a run of form. Um, so tell us, tell us a wee bit about that. You, you've obviously got your, your your star players and that, but you have to live without them quite often because of other commitments. So you've managed to build some some very good depth. Yeah, we've done. We have built a bit of depth. We have, it's quite a tricky situation because we often end up sort of being a squad of two teams. So it's been the credit to the to the players that are consistently there to be able to manage doing different roles. You know, a lot of them slide up and down the order and, and their bowling opportunities come and go as the white ferns come and go. So it's something that they've become a little bit accustomed to, which makes it a fraction easier. Uh, and we've managed to slowly over the last year or two introduce a little bit of new blood and a, and a, and a freshness into the team too. So uh, in terms of Wellington women's cricket, um as an entity, how strong is it looking? It's a, it's a hard one to gauge, and it's um, but we have five senior women's team or premier women's teams. Uh, it was six the previous season, so two of them have, have merged to to enable the, the strength to remain. It's growing. It's one of those things where it's going to take time. I think there's probably a really strong young generation of. Uh, sort of 15 to 17, 18 year old cricketers coming through Wellington. And then we managed to win both the under 19 national tournament and then there was a North Island under 17 tournament, which, which our age group team also won. So, so there's a lot of promise there. It's just, you know, that sort of development can't really be sped up without games of cricket. And, and that's the, I think, the thing that probably every major association struggles with being able to find is, a, is enough games of cricket for the players. Okay, so uh, let's let's look at um, perhaps um, the, the squad you've got uh, at the moment. Of course, you have to to live without um, the superstars who are on the other side of the world. Um, who are your key players? Who, who, who are the players that have stood up for you in their absence? Well, look, Rebecca Burns is 
I think she's probably now comfortably our leading run scorer in this competition. And, and she's done remarkably well considering she's had a, a couple of, I guess, different roles. She started off as purely a pinch hitter within the, the power play at the start of the campaign when, when all our players were around. And then she's um, moved up to opening full-time for the remainder of the campaign. So she's managed to, I guess, take what she was doing in that, that power hitting role and, and, and carry it on through, through an opening position. So she's done really well. Probably one of the shining lights is Lee Kasperick's again. Like Lee has, once again, she'll be first or second in the wicket-taking stats. She, you know, she led it last year. So her consistency is fantastic, and she's made you know, really valuable contributions with the bat. And then probably another person who's come out of nowhere is Nicole Beard, who is a left-arm orthodox that we, Luke and I saw a little bit of at the end of last season and thought that there was there was something there and that we could we could get a lot of overs out of her if we put a bit of work in it. And she's come on fantastically and uh, really developed her, her ability to bowl with the new ball and, and through the middle of the innings. In terms of uh, the competition um, and, uh, of course, the grand final coming up this weekend, uh, you've had a, a, a pretty good history, obviously, because your win ra- ratio is so high against uh, the Magicians and the Sparks. So have you got a preference there or a, a, a side you'd rather face or, or just you're going to wait and see? Oh, I don't think we do have a preference. I think they both have different qualities and they've, you know, they, on their day they're very, very tricky to get over. Uh, obviously, the Sparks, with the addition of their two overseas players, two left-arm spinners who can both get handy runs later in the innings, that's made them a, a different proposition to what they were for the, for the first sort of three quarters of the competition. Um, and obviously, Canterbury have been relying heavily on, on Amy Southwaite and Kate Anderson to score most of their runs. But to their credit, they have been scoring most of their runs, and, and their consistency has um, has been what's probably enabled them to get in the position they're in. So I think that's a really even game. Um, Otago obviously got the wood on them in the last two, so sometimes it's hard to get three in a row over an opposition. Lance, uh, you mentioned Lee Kasparich before, and uh, you know every now and then uh, the, the White Ferns name a, a squad to go away, and her name is missing from it yet again. And people text in, quite a lot of people text in and say, why not? Why, what are her aspirations now? I notice she's put her name forward for uh, the women's IPL and uh, I would imagine she'll get picked up as, as well uh, and make a bit of money out of the game, which would be terrific for her. But w- what is the issue there? I don't know. I scratch my head and shake my head too, Ian, when, when I read the squads um, and, and probably get as many, if not more, texts asking that question. In terms of Lee's aspirations, they haven't changed. Uh, She's still highly motivated to represent New Zealand. Uh, if anything, she's getting better. Uh, her cricket is really coming on. She's played a lot of cricket, and she's got to a stage where she's she understands her game very well. Um, and being a spinner, she's probably still got four to five really, really good years of international cricket. So you'd think that this is the time to strike with her. I would. Uh, I'm looking back uh, on a result you had uh, a week or so ago. Did you bring a couple of players, or have you brought a couple of players over from overseas? We do. We've got two um, two Australian players out of um, out of Brisbane, um, Laura Harris and Charlie Knott. So both 
reason, well, Laura's a very established Australian domestic cricketer with probably the most explosive power in just about in the women's game. She, you know, she scored for a 60-something off 20-odd balls in a game against Canterbury two games ago. So she's a, an exceptional talent. And then Charlie Knott's a, an earmarked as a, one of the next big things in Australian cricket. She's, uh, she's only 20 and she bats beautifully, bowls great offspin and, and feels like a demon. So, so they've made a huge... I guess positive impact to our team to replace the five white ferns that are that are obviously over in South Africa. They don't make much uh, money, the, um, the women domestic cricketers uh, in this country. So uh, I would imagine uh, a lot of these girls have either got jobs or they're students, etc. So this is very much a, a part-time thing, as such. It, it is. It's, uh, there's been really good improvements made, especially this season with the, the matching now. Of um, of match fees in domestic cricket for the men and women, so you know, that's, that enables a bit more expectation and a bit more time to be able to put towards cricket for for the players. It's still a long way behind. So you know, half our team either work or they're or they're students. So there still is a, a lot of juggling going on and a lot of, I guess, time management required to be able to get yourself ready and get time off work and all those sorts of things. What about from uh, from your point of view, Lance? What, what are your aspirations? I mean, obviously it's worked uh, with this particular group. What about going forward for you? Oh, look, I'm, I'm one of those guys that would take on any challenge and be keen to, to give anything credit, but I also like to do a great job of what I'm, what I'm involved in in the present. So at, at present... We've got this season to complete. I've got another year on my contract. So it's a case of making sure that I'm continually to enjoy what I'm doing. And then, you know, any like everyone I imagine who does domestic cricket would like the opportunity to do international cricket. So I don't, I would never not consider that. That would be a, you know, a real honour to be able to at some point progress towards looking after a national team. Okay, so... With that in mind, uh, I guess you've got a, a relatively uh, keen eye on what's coming up in South Africa. Do you rate our chances uh, mm. in this T20 World Cup? Uh, we'll need a lot of things. We'll need a lot of players in form, is what I'd say. I'd say we we would be probably seated fourth or fifth, and that's about right. Uh, I don't know if we've got the firepower throughout the order to match the better teams. Like last night we obviously got turned over pretty comfortably by England. Um, you know, they chased down our 114 and 14 overs. Uh, and, and that's our third defeat in warm-up games to them in a row. So I, I would need, you know, our our big guns to really fire and fire consistently. We can drop a game. If we drop that first game to Aussie, that's not the end of the world. You know, the if we can squeeze our way into a semi and get to those one-off game situations and we're capable of beating teams, we just we just need to have a great day and we need to force the opposition to have a slightly off day. Would it be fair to say we're just a, a little bit top-heavy and too reliant on the, on the, the Bateses? Um, <clears throat> it's been a while for Susie Bates, I've got to say. Um, the Sophie Devines, the Millie Curse, are we just a little top-heavy there or, or do you think we're 
the likes of Matty Green and that are starting to become a little bit more forthright on the side? I think you could look at it that way. I think there's probably a tendency within T20 cricket in general for most teams to be top-heavy. Uh, and they load it up at the top and, and look for those players to come off. You're right about we do probably then lack the ability to recover if we get in bad positions um, and, and to recover at a scoring rate that enables us to get a competitive total. There's been obviously a few experiments and, and some younger players given an opportunity, which is really good for them. Whether they're ready just yet, um, especially in World Cup situations, when we really probably require a little bit more experience and a bit more know-how, uh, well, I guess that's going to be left to be seen. Yeah, I think Australia, if we, if we could knock over Australia in that first match, incidentally, they lost uh, overnight to Ireland uh, in uh, a, yeah, a warm-up match. Yeah, so, uh, no, that's I guess not going to make them happy, though. <laughs> no, it's not going to make them easy at all, aren't you, dear? Right? I think it'll make them a little bit more determined. They won't slip up again yeah. in a hurry. Hey, mate, great, great catching up with you. Um, terrific uh, record that uh, you've, you've managed to, to put together with your ladies, and uh, all the very best uh, for what's coming up at the weekend. Brilliant. Thank you, Ian. Cheers, mate. Yeah, yeah cheers. Uh, Lance Dry there. Uh, Lance Dry had probably more records in Wellington club cricket than any man I know. I think he probably has got the lot in terms of longevity, wickets, etc.